is Digital Marketer. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and I've got a couple of questions for you. What is affiliate marketing? And is it the same as referral marketing? Is it different than a joint venture? What about sponsors and sponsorships? Well, (laughs) I finally know the answers to all of these, and you will too. Today, I sat down with the incredibly intelligent Amber Spears. She's the founder of East Fifth Avenue and the Traffic Tribe, and most notably, an affiliate marketing expert. I learned so much in this episode, but my biggest takeaway is probably that when you're tapping into a network of partners and affiliates, ultimately, it is a source of traffic. And with so many platform changes in the digital landscape right now, it could be a great source of new potential buyers to tap into. But I'm not the expert. Amber is. So I'm going to let her tell us both all about it. Here we go. Amber, hello. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Hello. I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I'm sure everyone's going to hear kind of a bit of that, that why that you told me at the beginning of our conversation earlier, but I'd love for you to go into just kind of who you are, what you do, what you're all about. Perfect. I'd love to. So I'm the co-founder of East Fifth Avenue, and we started out as an affiliate marketing agency because we saw a big hole in the market to create an agency that could work with you know, high-power influencers and corporate companies at scale in our kind of, kind of niche direct response community. And we had a ton of success. So when we had the agency, which we just shuttered last year, you know, we generated a little over $80 million for our clients, front end, trackable front end. So, you know, many millions more back end. And we decided about two years ago to switch to uh, doing an education arm of our company. So we started training other companies in-house on how to do affiliate marketing. And it has a lot of different names, affiliate marketing, partnership marketing, referrals, like all this stuff is basically the same umbrella. And we've been really fortunate now to have trained over 300 companies in the last two and a half years. And that's generated trackable around $320 million in affiliate sales in that time. So we're going to have to do a little refresher and look at it because we keep growing. Uh, But that's trackable income from, you know, us collecting data from the clients. And so it's just been such an amazing ride to both be in the driver's seat of their campaigns on an agency side and also, you know, be in an advisory kind of mentoring role and watching these teams scale and just add a lot more revenue to their bottom line through this type of marketing. And it's been such an honor to work with so many incredible businesses, you know, people like Digital Marketer and people like ClickBank and Agora and, you know, Chili Pad and Beekeepers Natural Startups, you name it, we've worked with so many of them. And it's just been such a fun ride. Yeah. The amount of things you know and understand about affiliate marketing is like beyond anything I understand. <laughs> uh, so it's been really cool to learn from you as we've been the kind of working together. And you, you said some things before about affiliate, referral, JV, could you kind of define the differences between those or 
you know, what is affiliate marketing and what's not affiliate marketing? Yeah. So that's a great question. And I think it's important to kind of let anyone listening know what lens I come from, because I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. So, you know, there, when you think about affiliate marketing, there's so many different names for it and there's so many different ways of doing it. For me, I'm looking at affiliate marketing largely, you know, from the B2B lens, not a solo person that's learning how to buy media to pages, right? I'm really looking at it as a business trying to grow their revenue through this type of marketing channel. So when we look at that, I think it's a really important distinction. If you're a business owner or someone working inside of a business that wants to add this in, then this is for you. If you're a solo person, you know, wanting to figure out how to buy ads or, you know, be like an affiliate for like a LifeLock or something, that's going to be a, a different thing. What I'm talking about will help you in that, but this is really focused for, for companies. And that's the way I'm going to teach and the, the lens I look through. So I think that's an important frame. So when you're looking at that, I think it's important to know that when you hear words like influencer marketing, partnership marketing, affiliate marketing, joint venture marketing, they're all basically the same thing. What's different about it is, is one, the vocabulary around it, and also largely the implementation of it. And then there's different and the implementation of it. I'll, I'll get into both. But like, if you're working with an influencer, right, most of the time you're thinking about someone who's like a big social media influencer. So they're becoming an affiliate of your products and promoting them on their stories or they're posting about it. And then you're paying them like a flat fee or a commission, you know, or in a, in a sort of partnership. So that's like quote unquote influencer marketing. And you always kind of want that as a part of your strategy because we're human beings and we have heroes that we look up to. We have people that we want to model off of. So that's why I always like to have, you know, influencers inside of my strategy when I'm doing affiliate marketing. That makes sense, right? If if you're a fitness person, you want fitness influencers. You don't want to you don't want Dave Ramsey. Right. right? So it's just really kind of trying to, to make <laughs> it make sense. Of him selling like flat tummy tea. Right. Making like, you smile right now. Doesn't really make sense, right? So that's part of being a good business owner and like companies is sorting through that. You know, affiliate marketing is, is the same thing. I look at it as from my lens, I'm a business owner that can go out and have other companies help me get more customers. And that's at the root of it, you know. And if you're a local business owner, I would encourage you to look at who can give you referrals because that's still very similar, I think, to affiliate marketing. People are giving you referrals and you give them a percentage of the money that you collect, right? Which is really, really simple. I like to boil it down to the bare bones. But I think people get confused because you're always trying to like spice it up. At the end of the day, this is referral-based marketing. Period, point, the end. It's the oldest form of, of marketing that is. I got a guy that can help you fix you know, the hole in your, in your coat, right? And when I send him over there, he's going to give me a button, right? It's like <laughs> it's been going on for as long as human beings have been around. And now there's just more sophistication to it. You know, you can be an email affiliate, you can be a social media affiliate. Um, You know, when you're doing things like joint ventures, for anybody that's kind of confused, what's the difference between affiliate marketing and influencer marketing? And what is this joint venture thing? I would encourage you to think of joint venture as a handshake, right? So there's two companies, you know, basically shaking hands and making an agreement on something, which means that there is a flow of money and customers that go both ways. If you're an affiliate of somebody, typically that's only going to go one way. You become a joint venture partner when you're both in alignment with growing each other's businesses. And it doesn't always make sense for things to go one way. You know, if you're LifeLock or Nike, 
you know, it's great that people want to promote your shoes, you know, or your products, but you're not going to turn around and promote that little guy that was promoting you, right? It doesn't make sense from a brand perspective. So they're not going to get into a joint venture. Now, Supreme and Nike make sense. That mm. would be a joint venture, right? Um, so I think that's, you know, the reason why people get confused is because there's still so many similarities and then there's just different, different little nuances inside of that. But for all, you know, purposes, joint venture marketing, affiliate marketing, partnership marketing, uh, referral based marketing, all basically the same thing. That makes sense. So really, if you boil it all down, it's basically a traffic channel. I mean, it's a Mm -hmm. customer acquisition strategy. I agree. Yeah. And it's one of my favorites because at the end of the day, it's based on through my lens again. I think it's just important to, to reiterate that it's based on your relationships, which I love because that's my superpower. It's my gifts that we, we built a company out of. And to do affiliate marketing at scale, you need to have the ability to have good relationships. And what I mean by that is, you know, long lasting, long-term, these are high ticket sales that, you know, can accumulate millions and millions of dollars and send you hundreds of thousands of customers over the, over the years. And so it, it's really important to know that if this is a channel that you want to add on, but it's a great channel at, to add on because it's not based on algorithms, right? Mm. If I know, you know, I'm about to get on a panel with JJ Virgin and Wellness Mama um, after this and, you know, with them, it's like, I can go to them when I need to move product, right? And come to them and say, hey, I have a launch coming up. You know, we have these cookbooks, for example, would you be willing to promote it? Wellness Mama can send hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not millions of dollars a year worth of sales to me. And I don't need to go into a bidding war on Facebook or, you know, Google or anything to get that done. I can go directly to the source. And even if these big media channels kick me off, I still have my, my relationships, which do not change and are not affected by what's going on with compliance or ads or, or bidding, you know, or getting outbid, any of that. It's, it should be for most companies, a great acquisition channel but it does take time and you do have to learn it just like you would learn, you know, YouTube pre-rolls and the games and the players and like the vocabulary and everything else. Yeah. So what should someone who's interested in starting this kind of channel, where should they start? It's a good question. I think for me, what I would start with is, is one making the decision that this is something that I want to pursue and, and do your research on it. Like, are there other companies that are doing this in a big way? Like, I'll give a really simple example. Like, someone that I started working with recently is Raw Optics. They make these really beautiful, high-quality um, lenses that are blue, essentially blue-blocking lenses, but the most high-quality lenses I've ever seen. Like, they really block more light than anybody else. And not to just, like, you know, plug him, but he's a good example because he stands out in my mind. And, you know, he watched... Uh, I believe it was blue blocks have a lot of success with, you know, influencer marketing. And so he saw that and he was like, okay, if they're having a ton of success and I can, I can reverse engineer what they're doing, what assets that they're using, what types of influencers are working well for them. Are they using discount codes? You know, what tracking systems are they using? Cause I didn't have that tracking system built in So kind of reverse engineer. And then he made a decision that this was going to be something that he's going to do. Right. And then went out and got these different influencers and, and set that up. I think the key thing is you have to make a decision just like you would say, okay, you know what? I've dominated Facebook. Now I'm going to go to Google. And I'm going to try that. 
Because what I see people making mistake is, is they're like, I have a successful business and I just kind of want to dip my toes in the water. When they dip their toes in the water, they get really inconsistent results. Mm-hmm. And I think we know that with anything in our lives, yeah. you know, you, you dip <laughs> your toes and you get lukewarm results. I think the first thing is, is there a place for my products and services to be sold with affiliates? Have other people had success with it before? What did it look like? What is it going to take for me to be successful? And then what companies, influencers, or mediums, you know, maybe I'm going to just be an email marketing affiliate. Do I need to focus on to get this thing off the ground? And who's going to be the one who's going to drive this ship forward? Because that's the other thing is I see businesses really wanting to try this, but then they dump it on an overworked employee that's already, that's a star and does a good work for them, but they're already wearing 15 different hats, you know, and now they have to figure out how to learn a whole new language and how to do all these new things. And so then it, it just kind of gets pushed off. And then the, the company interaction with affiliate marketing is now, oh, we tried it and it didn't work. It's like, well, you didn't really, you gave it to someone who's totally overworked to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, and expected this new channel to have success, dedicate resources to it, do your research write out a list of people that you feel like would be amazing influencers, affiliate partners, great traffic channels. Maybe it's through email, you know, write out those lists and then see our other companies having success with it. And if you're a new niche, then even better, right? Like you don't have any, any competition, but you can model off of people that have done similar work. But I would just say one, it's a decision to do it. Two, it's research and to see what other people are giving and also knowing what you can give them in terms of money. Right. So this is another thing, a big thing that I hear from people is like, oh, I would love to do affiliate marketing. You know, how, how do I get started? Their margins are already so bad, right? Some of them have no margin. So it's like, if you have no margin and you need to give a commission to affiliates, they're not in the business of doing things for free, yeah. right? They might believe in your product, but it has to, it has to make financial sense for them. Then you're probably not a great candidate, right? You'd probably be better going and scaling on Facebook. But if you have good margin and you have a real understanding of your lifetime customer value and you can make an attractive incentive package for people to become partners of yours and you pay your bills on time and you you know you treat them with respect, you can grow a huge, huge multi-seven figure, eight figure, nine figure revenue stream from affiliate marketing. You know, I think people are shocked at how much you can move with affiliates. We we're just talking about one of our top affiliate partners in health. And I, I made an introduction and they did over 500,000 in sales in like two months. And they were just blown away. They're like, I had no idea that this existed. How can I find more of these people? And it's like, this guy's not even the biggest. He's just one of the top people. And there's hundreds of people like him out there. And you can just tap into that vein. But you have to have the decision. You have to have the team to do it. You have to know the landscape. You have to be willing to learn it. And I think that's the other thing that I see so often with business owners that makes me laugh because I'm the same way. So I'm going to just, I'm going to throw shade, but I'm throwing shade at myself too, which is they want to throw money at it and just have it work. Right. They're like, Oh, I'll just write a check. And then, you know, you do it. You still have to know how to lead. You still have to know if it makes sense for you. And I'll give you like a quick example. There's a lot of e-commerce people that come to me and want to start scaling with affiliates. Well, that's great. But you're, it's, you don't have any assets around it. So maybe you just have your actual e-commerce store, your homepage. There's no assets around it. Like how is an affiliate going to promote this? If you're a social media influencer, you can talk about it, but if you don't have 
great stories, compliant graphics. If you don't have a pretty funnel to take them to that page, your conversion rate is going to be horrific. If you don't have the ability to do discount codes, it's going to be bad, right? So you need the assets around it. Not to say it wouldn't work for you. It absolutely could work, but it requires an investment of knowing the landscape, knowing what's working, and then creating those assets so that affiliates can be successful when they're promoting your products or your services. Yeah, absolutely. I I love just... I mean, if you dip your toes in, all you have is wet toes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You're and then they're like, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, it doesn't work for anybody when you, you do anything halfway. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like such a huge, impactful, so much potential there. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. So, you know, for someone looking for that JV, that handshake, like what does it look like to create something structured, like some kind of structured deal that's a little a little more than like a a verbal, like, we'll do this if you do this. How do you make sure that you're not like going to get screwed over basically? I love that question because I get that a lot because some people have had bad experiences. But I think that one of the key components of having a bad experience is what you just said, which is a verbal agreement or a handshake deal, which I know most of us love to make because we have trust that, you know, everything's going to go beautifully. One of my favorite things, again, and I... (laughs) throwing stones because I live in a glass house, but like, I want to, I want to believe that everybody remembers the same things I do in the same way. Right. And pre COVID, how were we meeting people? We were going to events, we're having some drinks, we're back slapping. It's loud in there. We think we're getting deals done and we hear it in a certain way. And then when push comes to shove and things actually start happening, we're like, Oh, I looked at it. You know, I, I heard it differently. Or I understood it differently. So I think the key to any good business relationship is hammering out the agreement on the phone or in person and then getting everything in writing that both people agree on so that you can reference it later. Because I see so many people not doing that, right? And that's one of the first things I would say is that any structured deal will have something agreed upon in writing between both parties. So that's step one. I think the other thing is talking about what happens if this goes well, because I think everybody does that. Like they were going to, oh, you're going to win these leaderboards, these contests, make some but I was having a conversation about what happens when things go poorly, mm-hmm. which is like, hey, listen, like, you know, we're the owners, right? Or the high level people making the decision. Our team is going to now implement this. You know, who's in charge on your side? Here's who's in charge on my side. If you have troubles, the way that's best to work through this is to contact me directly. Here's my cell phone number and here's my expectation. My expectation is if this works, we're going to make $10,000 from this first initial thing. This is my expectation and I'm setting it out early in front. And so what do we need to do? How many email pushes do we need to do? How many social media pushes do we need to do? How many introductions do we need to do? 
to be able to hit that and make it something that's worth continuing. So I think people are afraid of that too. They're afraid of talking about how big their list sizes are. They're afraid of talking about what their expectation is around money. They're afraid to talk about the things that could potentially go wrong. And I think that's, that's human nature in general. But I think this is why quote unquote affiliate marketing might have a difficult reputation because no one is treating it like an actual channel, right? No one's treating it like what it is, which deserves respect and structure. They're like, oh, what's a human? So because it's a human, I can just, you know, do human things. But it's like we're, we have a responsibility to clean that up and to act as business owners or or protectors of the business, right? Guardians of the business. And that means paperwork. That means paperwork, expectation setting, setting the table properly, you know, having conversations about what are the KPIs of this going well? What are the KPIs of this going poorly? Let's talk about it early. And then we make a decision. Was this worth it or was it not? And we will know basically purely on the interactions and the numbers. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about if this went bad, oh, now I'm not able to promise you this thing that, you know, I said we could do this two more times or whatever. You already have that, like, we don't have to worry about it. Um, right. When, when you're kind of coming up with some of the deals, what are some incentives or, or pushes or things you can add in to make it kind of a sweeter, kind of a sweeter pot? Hmm, that's such a good question. You ask such great questions. I want to acknowledge oh, you for that. Okay. I, have, I always, yeah, I always enjoy talking to you because you always ask such great questions. But I, I do think it depends on who you're working with and what the opportunity is. So I always tell people when you're deciding to do affiliate marketing, then part of that's going to be how much in commission can I give or CPA? You know, how quickly can I pay? You know, all these things that end up being levers. So you're going to want to set up like a JV page, you know, or have a standard kind of terms of agreement. Let's say that, you know, for simplicity's sake, I'm willing to give away 40% of my high ticket, you know, course. So to, to everyone else can be standard whenever I'm sending out emails or I'm inviting people to, to come in and promote with me, it's going to be 40%. For a top affiliate partner, somebody like a Gabby Bernstein or a wellness mama or somebody who can move a lot of units or has a big reach, then internally, my team knows that those people automatically start at a bump of 50 to 60%. So that's, you know, that's an incentive right there. That's a lever that you can pull, which is, I gave myself a little breathing room, which is, I know I can go as high as 60%. My team knows that. They can go as high as 60% without discussing with me. Anything past that cuts too far into margin, and we have to make a decision on... Can we give them more? And the answer is yes, only on a certain threshold of volume. So it has to back out, right? Other levers that you can do to incentivize people is going to be things like speed of payments because cash is king. If you can pay me faster, you can pay me in seven to 14 days instead of 60 days. I'm probably going to move some things around to promote you. Uh, Cash tier bonuses is another one. So if you move a certain amount of volume for me, I'm just going to automatically give you $2,000 extra on top of everything, right? So a lot of these things are money. There's also things that you can do like say, hey, listen, I can't promote you because it doesn't make sense for my brand, right? Like I'm, or I'm venture backed or I have something going on, which the dirty secret of affiliate marketing is everyone wants one-way traffic. No one wants it to to do two (laughs) ways, which I get all the time. We can talk about later and I can tell you some ways to get around that. But 
the key is, is like knowing what your levers are and then saying, okay, I, I can give you more money or I can prepay even meaning that, you know, I'll guarantee you a dollar per click or I'll rent out, you know, your email list or we'll, we'll pay to boost ads on your page on Facebook or whatever. So those are all money-based things that you can get creative with. But there are other things that you can do and say, Hey, I can put you on my podcast or, you know, I can introduce you to a top affiliate partner that will be a really good fit for you that I just can't do it. So finding creative ways to do that. These are creative deal making things that you can't do on Facebook or, or Google. They're faceless entities, right? You can't cut deals with them. The answer is just put more money in, right? <laughs> it's like just outbid everybody. And then even then you can get shut down and no one cares because you're not spending billions of dollars, right? You're still mm-hmm. a little guy, but you can get really creative with this. The one danger is to a salesperson or an affiliate manager, a deal is a deal is a deal is a deal. So I would get really clear as the owner, as a leader of this revenue stream, which is what deals can we make? What deals are we willing to make? And then we have three to four different levers that we can pull and no more because then things can get crazy. You know, They'll come out and think of all these hybrid deals that really don't make sense for the company to keep doing unless it hits a certain metric of scale. Yeah. So really you want to create like kind of this, this package and then have a few different add-ons or extra things that they can do to, to make it a little easier. Okay. So on the podcast, listening to us right now, I'm sure there are people who are not the owner. They are the marketing, you know, manager, or they're, they're the people who want to bring this into the company. And they're like, man, I have connections at this company. It would be so great. How can you test this without you know, having to make it a huge deal and just prove, you know, prove that this is a channel before like taking it to leadership? Yeah, it's such a good question. So I, I always say like, focus on the lowest hanging and easiest fruit, like the most simple. So in this case, let's say that you are a, you know, supplement company and you've been running really good traffic on YouTube pre-rolls, or you've been running really well on Facebook to advertorials, I would take your existing assets and then go to a few, maybe one to three different potential affiliate partners and, and use your existing assets and just say, Hey, using what we have, right? So I know that we could create a whole campaign and it could be this whole thing. Here's what we have. Here's the funnels, the opt-ins, the advertorials, you know, whatever. Here's how much we can give because you should know this already because you're buying on media, right? You're, you're already buying. You know what it costs to acquire a customer. Here's how much we can give. Is this interesting to you, exciting to you if this works? And we would love to make you a certified partner and pay you more money or, you know, have a year-long partnership and test it out. Here's what it need to back out to for us to scale it. And then we can't make any more things, right? Can you make this work on the current assets? Because this is a big, big challenge that I see so many business owners having is they, we, we touched upon it before, but they don't have the assets to make it work. So it's like using these existing things with this amount of money that we can give you, is this something that you could see working? And mm-hmm. if so, why? If so, why not? You know, and then they might say, okay, I can see it all working, except I would change this little headline here. And by the way, this one line that you said is not compliant on Instagram and it'll get us flagged and removed. So if you can do that, then fine. 
And then you make a decision, okay, that's not going to take too much time. So be a little design work, a little dev, fine. But if they're like, none of this will work, you need to create a long form sales letter. It's going to cost you 10 G's to write, you know, get a copywriter. You need to do this whole thing, right? That's when you start to say, okay, if I just want to try it, what assets do I have? And who's my target? Can I go over to them and just have a really candid conversation? You know, and it doesn't have to be a huge test. I would also recommend not going to the person with 10 million fans. I'd say go to the person with 100,000 fans or 20,000 fans or whatever, if you're going the social route. And then I would say, if you're going the email route, which is my favorite, I'm an email marketing gal, I would have just some money set aside and just say, Hey, if I have, you know, if I can go to, to my higher ups, can I have a thousand bucks to prepay? buy an email drop with our existing assets and I'll write the copy or I'll do whatever. Because I think that's the key. It's like you get paid as a leader inside of your, inside of the business. Maybe you're not the boss, but you get paid on the value that you bring to the company. So if you can find a whole new channel to acquire customers that doesn't require bidding and you can collect the money first, the influencers, the email markets are all sending business to you. You're collecting the money and then you're paying them very different than what you're doing on these algorithms, which you're prepaying for every eyeball, every mm-hmm. click, everything, not necessarily when you get a sale, which could just drain you incredibly quickly. If you can add this on as someone inside the company and you champion that, you can increase the amount of money you're being paid. Now you have a whole new skill set, right? All these things matter. You become much more valuable to the company, then this is worth trying. But you know, there has to be some give somewhere. Too with leadership, some people might be like, "No, I'm not going to give you anything, nor I'll give you any time to look at this." Well, then it's not the right fit. But for other, most business owners are going to be like, "Hey, this is an interesting idea. You mm-hmm. know, with what we have, and I'll give you this little budget. And here's what I think. Sure, try it. You know, here's my expectations for success. Get it from your owner, and then you look at it with the influencer or partner as well, and then make a decision: Is this worth my time? Do we have the resources to try this test?" Man. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of really good things to think about, man. I have so many more questions. I know we're kind of getting to the end of time, but I definitely think one thing that needs to be addressed in general is just what does that perfect affiliate partner look like? Who should you be looking for? I love that question. So many good questions to me, a perfect affiliate partner because one thing I didn't tell you is that we have a, another part of our company where we actually have our own product. So we've shipped 2 million keto cookbooks in the last two years from Fulfillment Center to Door, beautiful, high-quality keto cookbooks. And for me, whenever someone asks me who's a perfect affiliate, you know, I'm thinking of trying to move more of my keto cookbooks. And I know in my mind who that looks like. It's going to be an influencer in health and wellness who has high engagement, all their social profiles, high open rates and click-through rates on their emails that are not promoting hundreds of different products at a time that pick carefully that move at least a hundred thousand dollars or more per year of products like mine. So it's very specific and they're willing to work with me. Right. So I think one of the big challenges that I have with other people is they're like, I want to meet the biggest affiliates. Okay. Well, what is the biggest affiliate look like to you? Who are they? Are they easy to work with? Are they easy to get a hold of? Are they primas? You know, what is it like, right? So one person's perfect affiliate, in order for me to know that, I need to know the target. Tell me clearly who that perfect affiliate partner is. So if you're on the call and you're listening to it, don't just say, I want somebody who can move a lot of volume. Tell me, who do they serve? 
what makes you think they're going to be a great affiliate partner for you? Oh, well, we both work with women over the age of 45 with hormonal issues. Okay, that makes sense. Great. So I get that demographic. And I think the the main thing is the, the perfect affiliate partner is going to be somebody who's going to significantly make an impact on your bottom line. If they were to jump in and start promoting your products and services, and it made an immediate impact on your revenue in a huge way, not a little drop, like a splash. You know, if Joe Rogan picked up your stuff and said that you had the best supplement for hangovers, I guarantee you it would fly off your proverbial shelves. Yeah. You know, somebody like that is going to be a great affiliate partner for you. But somebody like that might cost you an arm and a freaking leg. It might be millions of dollars to get on there. So maybe he's looking less and less and less attractive, right? When you really start to peel it back. And so knowing like how, how, how much a perfect affiliate partner is going to be perfect for me is going to be based on how much of an impact can they make? How much money do I have to invest in them? Is it going to back out? Are they going to be easy to work with? And am I proud to have them promoting my products and services? That's another thing. Because you're dealing with a human being, right? So I think that's going to be the key thing and knowing what the target is. Not just saying, I want more affiliate partners. It's like, I want more affiliate partners that have X, Y, Z thing that's going to make them delightful to work with. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Those are so many good things to keep in mind. Amber, this was absolutely awesome. I do have one final question. But before I ask it, I'd love to know where can people find out more about you? Where can they contact you? Where can they buy something of yours? Just plug anything you want. Cool. Well, I'll tell you, I would love to invite anyone listening to our community, which is called the Traffic Tribe. I basically built this for for me when I was an affiliate manager 13 years ago when I was in the trenches, you know, slanging phone calls and trying to book deals on behalf of my company. I needed a place to go and find other companies that were willing to do affiliate deals. So I created my own network and plugged in now 230 of my top affiliate partners, people that move hundreds of thousands of units a year for our clients and for for our own products. And I created the Traffic Tribe. So it's a monthly networking slash mastermind membership where we're all dedicated to growing each other inside of that. And that's a rapidly growing community. If you want to check it out, it's trafficktribe.com. And you know, for anybody listening, it's it's normally $9.97 a month or a thousand bucks a month. You guys can get it for $4.97. And I'm telling you, the things that we're doing in there is absolutely insane. We just got a testimonial in that our traffic tribe generated four hundred thousand dollars for one person's launch last month. That's it's game-changing money. You know, it's a yeah, it's the power of relationships, the power of what can happen when this is done, right? So if you want to see a community that's doing it at scale with experienced leadership like me at the helm, I definitely check that out. If you want to know more about what is affiliate marketing, you want to know more vocabulary words, how do I kind of determine how much to pay an affiliate partner if it's something that I want to do? I put together a really, really in-depth guide called Know Your Numbers Guide. And you can get that if you go to eastfifthavenue.com slash gift. It's awesome. I mean, we poured so much into it. And if you you go and you download it and you decide that affiliate marketing is not for you, I still think it's a huge benefit because I want you to be excited about it or be like, it's not for me, right? So you can totally go there and check it out. And of course, you can always check us out at, at eastfifthavenue.com 
and anybody listening, they can always email me. I'm very accessible. I learned this from Perry. I saw Perry put up his cell phone number after every talk. And I was like, okay, if Perry can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my number because I'm horrible at texting, but amber at eastadopany.com. You can always email me for questions. Perfect. Sweet. Well, my last question and feel free to answer as simply as you want. Amber, if you could go back in time and tell young Amber starting her journey here, anything at all, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her and why? First of all, I wouldn't change anything. Not even all the, all the childhood trauma and all the things <laughs> I went through. I, I no. would tell, I seriously, this was a hard, I had a hard life and I, yeah. you know, it, it has made me into the empathetic, kind, driven person I am today. If I could look back, I would just let her know that once you turn 18, life gets so much better when you're in control of your own life and that people fundamentally are good. You know, and I have that true belief there. I think everyone is not only doing the best that they can, but I think most 99.9% of people are good and that you just have to believe in them. And then I would just tell myself, believe in yourself more. Because it's only, you know, as I've gotten older that I started really believing in myself. So if you're listening today and you're struggling with anxiety or, you know, you feel stuck or, or anything, reach out and, and ask for help because that's, that's what I've done, you know, my whole career. And it's also what I've done as long as I can remember is relying on other people and, and being interdependent on them and knowing that that's okay. And that we all struggle and to just have patience and self-belief. Mm. awesome well thank you so much this was absolutely awesome thank you jenna you're the best yay and to you listening it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week we'll see you same time same place next week goodbye Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.